Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Edge of Fear podcast. I am so excited to bring you today's episode with my friend Sammy White. I'm so excited to have her on. We came on to talk about dieting versus not dieting, caring about what your body looks like in pictures, caring what other people think, the impacts of social media. Um, And we end up talking a little bit about just general confidence and love in yourself and finding love in another once you're able to really find that love for yourself. Um, I loved this conversation and I hope you guys love it too. Um, She said something right at the end, don't be sorry for McDonald's. And as much as I you know, and I think many of us want to be healthy 90% of the time or even 80% of the time when you are going to indulge, indulge guilt-free that McDonald's is yours, whether you fucking earned it or not, because you are worthy of whatever you choose to nourish your body at any time. And if it's unhealthy, so be it. Um, I loved this conversation. Uh, If you liked this episode or if you like this episode, please like, subscribe, review. We're going to be taking a break here in a couple of weeks for the holidays, um, which brings me to my next point. I am so, so, so excited. We are going to be doing a gift, a holiday gift giveaway from December 10th through December 16th, 2020. So be sure to follow me on Instagram at Liz without a pillow to hear more details about it. These gifts are such a representation of the women's empowerment mini series that we did here on the edge of your podcast, but it's also just so much. I feel like unintentionally it's a representation of the journey to the self that I have been on the last couple of years and so if you have been along for any of the ride with me if you've liked any of the introspection that we've done here on the podcast on the show you know on Instagram through traveling through reading through meditating through all of these positive practices um, and all of the sharing the authentic sharing that we're doing here any of these gifts will be a gift for you, for your self-love, for your gratitude, um, for your positive practices. Um, We're giving away a book on transformation. We're giving away um, a tidying strategy call with Lisa Telbitas, who we had on a couple of weeks ago, the Conmary specialist, uh, New York City Conmary certified specialist. I'm really excited for all of these awesome things. Um, Our grief counselor, Sarah Chizek, is going to be giving a desire mapping call. There's going to be a mini spiritual reading, a life coaching call. There's a huge, huge, huge gift certificate for a photography session uh, if you are in the New England area um, and possibly a few more gifts coming at you. Um, So I'm so excited. Again, be sure to follow me at Liz Without a Pillow on Instagram. Um, I hope you guys love this episode and I will see you so soon. Hi friends. Welcome to the Edge of Fear podcast hosted by Liz Basil Lewison at Liz Without a Pillow. Each week, I'll be bringing you some different insights, lessons, and laughs with an end goal of a more empowered and authentically happier human race. Everybody's got a story, and everybody's story is important. Let's do this. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Edge of Fear podcast. We are full throttle in our Women's Empowerment mini-series. I've got a really awesome guest here tonight, my friend Sammy, who I worked with. 
Sam, uh, Samantha, Sammy, I know I'm one of like only a handful of people who I think call you Sammy, but I definitely only know you by Sammy. Sammy, you have impacted my life greatly. I know in the scheme of things, we really only engaged in real life for like a very short period of time, but you've so impacted my then career, my life decisions, my relationships. You were like really such a role model to me, even though you're younger than me. And I, I love telling younger people that they've been a role model to me. Um, so I'm so excited to have you on. I know we tried recording last year, but this one's gonna make it. <laughs> this one's gonna make it on the air. So I'm so excited to have you here tonight. Uh, would you introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, so hi, I'm, I kind of go by Samantha now. So um, I'm from Providence, Rhode Island. I work as a nurse in Worcester. Um, which is interesting. When I introduce myself to patients, I always like switch between Sam, Samantha, Sammy. I don't think I've really found my groove yet, but <laughs> I'll, I'll take any of the above. My fiance calls me Whitey because my last name's White. I'm kind of like all over the place. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I met Liz a few years ago working at the same job. Yeah, definitely a short interaction because I switched locations and then you kind of had your big jumping off point, I think, where you left the company, which I was at the time a little jealous of that you <laughs> had the guts to leave. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's been great to see everything that you've done. And obviously you've been a huge inspiration to me and just kind of living life to the fullest. And I'm glad that we finally get to meet and well, virtually and, and you know, do this podcast today. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. Um, so Sammy and I have talked about what kind of social media does to us in our own kind of judgment of ourself and the way that we compare with others um, just as a result of social media and how if our lives were as they were 20, 30, 50 years ago where we didn't know what was going on with the rest of the world, we maybe wouldn't care as much. But I also think it's just societally ingrained in us to compare our our lives to others, to our neighbors, to other women, things like that. Um, so I'm really excited to talk to you tonight about this and kind of where your shift has been in the last couple of months, um, you know, as a result of growth, your own self-development, your relationship, your relationship with your body, all of those kinds of things. Um, so can you tell us kind of where this shift sort of started for you? Yeah. So, um, I mean, when I was in college, I, I was in a sorority and that's when like social media really became a big thing. And it was, it was all about how many likes you had, who was it, who had all your likes, um, and like just when Instagram was really becoming like the only thing you looked at on your phone and I was one of the many, I mean, I would, I, I spent money, like actual money. I paid money for a phone app that allowed me to edit my photos so I could make my arms skinnier, make my eyes bigger. And I was always good about making sure it didn't look, you know, a little, a little too crazy, um, which I think looking back is hilarious. And I was like, okay, it's not even like I made dramatic changes to my body like why did I feel so much more validated in my edited photos than my unedited ones when really I wasn't changing that much <laughs> uh, which I, like, I really do I look back and I was like really did I have to like tweak in my stomach and I know I looked at some where I know I, I oh, like, oh well I uh, I didn't touch my arms on that one or like that's actually how flat my stomach looked that day and I'm like ugh. <laughs> why was I like that when we first had this conversation I was shocked to hear it because 
even the pictures that you were posting when I was seeing you all the time, I was like, you looked exactly like that. Like you, I remember you being, you know, beautiful and confident and, and it was, I was so surprised to hear it. Um, you know, not that it's necessarily a bad thing, but I think what it does to us is, is where it kind of goes astray. Um, but please continue. Yeah. That's no, funny yeah. that you can remember it. Well, I also think that's the craziest thing about social media and this idea that it it portrays to other people like the perfect world that we live in. And we only post about, you know, when we're feeling good, when we're having good things happen to us. Like not a lot of people post on social media when bad things are going on or when you feel like yucky or you haven't put your makeup on or you haven't washed your hair in seven days. Like people don't put that on social media. So when I was thinking about my my personality online, I was like, I want it to be the best, the best. And I think that's what was making all those tweaks. But it was also, I, and I think it was just the toxic environment that college can have sometimes, especially for women. Like you would have girls who would edit their photos too much and like boys being like, oh, well, she's just like being a catfish. And I was like, oh, well, I don't want to be that. So I have to make enough of an edit to where no one's going to be like shocked if they see me in person but enough to where I'm going to get a handful more likes because I look skinnier than I actually am. Right, which is like a hard thing to kind of swallow when you say it out loud, because we never say it out loud when we're putting a filter on, we're using a Snapchat filter or things like that. Like people will like this more if I'm skinnier. People will like this more if I'm more tan. People will like me more if I look this certain way. And when you kind of say it out loud, you know, that that's the effect that like journaling has, right? Or mm-hmm. like when we see the words, when we hear the words or being in therapy, like when you hear yourself say it, it's like, wow, is that what I thought at that time? Is that what I think now? Do I still feel that way? It's, it's very confusing. It's hard to be a woman. Definitely. Um, so I think the biggest change that happened to me actually happened um, this summer. And so, I mean, I was saying before this podcast, I, I joke now that I uh, I gained the COVID-19 instead of the freshman 15, because I mean, I was working as um, a nursing aide for a little bit, but then a good chunk of time, I was just studying for my boards to be a nurse. So I was just living the quote unquote unemployment dream, eating what I want, doing what I wanted, not really working out. And my fiance and I went out with some friends on a boat, like later on in the summer when things became a little bit more calm in relation to the pandemic. And it was just a good chance for us to go out on the boat, people we had been quarantined with, people we knew really well. And I I felt good. I had like my like high-waisted shorts on and my cute little bikini top. And I was like, well, I look great today. And Zach, who sometimes takes pictures of me, but sometimes doesn't, he's not the best Instagram fiance, which I'm not going to complain about. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of glad he's not a big social media guy, but, um, but he had taken a photo of me and I knew he had taken it. So I was trying to act candid. And at the end of the day, I was like, let me see it. Let me see it. Let me see it. Like, I was like, this is going to be great. I'm going to get so many likes. I'm such like a boat girl. He's <laughs> so ready for the photo. And I was crushed when I saw my body in it because it was just the position that I was in. And I mean, I'm sitting down right now. You have, everyone has roles when they sit down, but I was sitting on the edge of the boat. And I mean, the way my body was, I even opened it on that stupid app and was like, what can I do? What, mm-hmm. what can I do? How do I race these lines? How do I manipulate this situation? <laughs> and 
I, the more I looked at it, I was like angry, but then I was like, oh, but I really like it. And I was like, but it's not what I want it to be. And it, so I like, at one point I was like, you know what? You like it. It is what it is. It's your body now. Like, not that like I did this myself, like, but your body looks this way for, because I picked, I prioritized other things over dieting. You know what I mean? And I was like, just be happy with what you have right now. And so I just slapped a quick little filter on it. And I was like, fine, I'm going to post it. I'll probably take it down in a half an hour. Um, but yeah, it like blew up. Um, not like crazy, not like wildly crazy, but definitely was one of my most liked photos that I've ever had. And I mean, a good chunk of the likes were from like women and women commenting. And I think it was just a sigh of relief. Like, I think it was really scary to post it in the moment. But then once I got all that reassurance, I was like, why was that that scary? Like, it's just a body. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I look like. That's who I am. Why would I be upset with that? So it was definitely just a really interesting experience, um, I think, for me. And then since then, I've been like, you know what? I don't need to edit my arms. Like, if people are going to like my photos regardless of if I edit them or not. So might as well just post the things that I want to post and not worry so much about like, oh, what do I need to like slim my arm down? Do I need to like stretch out my legs so I look taller? Do I need to pick this photo versus that photo because I look better in it? You know what I mean? Um, it's just been a very interesting summer. And I think a very interesting time that it happened to me during quarantine because I think quarantine has been so difficult and isolating. And the whole fact is that it's been a really traumatic experience for some. And while some people may have been able to do more home workouts and be in better shape and spend more time on themselves because they're not out at work, I think for a lot of people, it was tough to deal with the emotional trauma of being so isolated from everyone that I think a lot of people did you know what I mean? Gain weight and that's totally normal and that's completely fine. And that's not going to define who you are as a person, but I, I don't know. I'm just like, this is where I am right now. And I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. If I gain weight, if I lose weight, if I stay the same, that's what it is. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, you talked or you mentioned, um, you know, that it was like a relief that you felt reassured by these other women. And I felt the same thing when I saw this picture, it, it like frees us all, you know, to, to do the same, to post the picture, to, to go on the boat, to wear the bikini. It literally frees your followers who see this and who see you do that, who, I mean, it's, it's so crazy still that, posting a picture is this like brave thing, but mm -hmm. it is, you know, in your full form, exactly as you are with or without the filter, but like without tweaking anything, without doing any, you know, magic behind the scenes stuff, you exactly as you are is brave. And it allows us who are seeing you show up on our feed to be brave and to do the same thing and, and also to, to recognize you for it and to commend you for it because it is hard and it is scary and you don't know if there's going to be backlash. You don't know what people are going to say and, and it's hard to not think about that. We are constantly under the scope, you know, of other people via social media. They know mm -hmm. what's going on in our life and it's hard to, you know, to isolate our situation and, and be like, I just, I had a great day and I want to document it. Look mm -hmm. at how fun this was. Look at me being a boat girl. <laughs> yeah. I feel like social media just brings on a different type of vulnerability that I think affects almost everyone, regardless of how confident you are. It's, it's something 
unlike anything else to put yourself out there, not only for like your close friends, but honestly, anyone, anyone can stumble upon my photo and choose to comment something negative. And you know what I mean? You, you like you say, you're never going to know if someone's going to be that person who's going to make some snarky remark. And it's, it is, it's just a type of vulnerability that I don't think people experience before social media. Yeah, I was, um, I, when I watched uh, the, what was it, The Social Dilemma a couple of weeks ago on Netflix, um, they were talking about how like our human minds are not yet, have not yet evolved to comprehend the amount of stimulus that comes through on our phones and, you know, being viewed by hundreds, if not thousands of people every day or every hour or whatever or every week like that's so much more input than we could have ever had you know on horseback or car or bike or whatever yeah. like we were never engaging with that many people unless you're like a super famous celebrity so this is this is like you know uncharted territory um and it's, it, I think it is hard. I, and you, you said, um, you know, because it was during quarantine and it was such an isolating time, um, you know, that, that it was traumatic for some. And the more that I talk to people who still seem like they have it all together, the more that I hear from, you know, professionals on, you know, doing Instagram lives or I'm reading their articles or whatever, it seems like it was traumatic for everyone and that everyone was impacted by this, not just some of us, but literally all of us. Um, and so I think it was really a good time to do kind of that introspection. And, and if you had a moment there at some point where you're like, this is what it is, this is what I am, this is who I am. Um, and you had a moment to reflect on that and, and kind of figure it out from there, um, you know, welcome to the club. <laughs> That's all of us. We all had to face some shit during this. Um, but it, it's really cool to kind of see the shift, um, like on your Instagram and, and to see the shift in you, in your posts, um, and like in your captions and, and the way that you're posting is it's just so much more freely. Um, so it's, it, it is a really cool thing to witness. No, yeah, I totally um, agree. It's definitely been something that is, I mean, I would like to say that I kind of have my shit together as a 25 year old, but I know it's still gonna be a learning process. And I mean, even if though I had this big aha moment um, when I did, I mean, I still post every once in a while and I, I get a little bit nervous and I've done since then two photo shoots with my wedding photographer. One was just like a, a fun, like lakeside shoot where I had to wear a swimsuit. Um, and so that made me nervous again, because it, for me, I was like, okay, it's different if like, I'm just posting on my Instagram, but what about my photographer who has a ton of followers? Like she's posting it to a lot more people, uh, which that made me nervous. And then getting my engagement photos. I think that was tough just because as happy as I was with my body, I was like, these are photos that like, I'm going to have forever. And I feel like at some point I was like, back and forth of like, oh, I don't really like that photo. But then sometimes I was like, but that's just camera angles. Like, you know what I mean? Like there are so many more photos than not that I was like, oh my God, like Zach and I look so good in these photos. Um, so I'm glad I had this kind of revelation before I had these really important like photo shoot. Cause I think 
I would have been a little bit more critical of the photos and not wanting to post as many of them, which is crazy because Ashley literally got me like 300 photos back. And I was like, I can't even pick one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it is, it, it's, it's a scary thing when somebody else is holding the camera, right? Cause mm -hmm. you don't get to like contort your body. You don't get you know, the control of how you're sitting or what angles they're catching you at, mm -hmm. um, which kind of brings you back to what we were talking about before, when you're taking the picture yourself or when you're editing the picture, you can spend as much time and as many photos and as much money as you want to kind of edit it the way that you want to edit it, if that's the goal is to be, you know, the skinniest, prettiest version of yourself, but mm -hmm. you just save so much more time by like accepting the body that you're in, accepting the skin that you're in and yeah. allowing yourself to just be and to be in the moment. You know, you had this really cool moment with your fiance on like a really cool photo shoot. Um, and you've been on the other side of the camera so many times um, just with with your, your pageantry background. And I mean, I feel like I've, I've always seen like very professional photos of you. Mm -hmm. um, so to be in this, in this very cool, different position of, you know, this learning curve and, and figuring it out. And I will tell you 25, you're super young to be having this revelation. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell you that you're super young, but I'm being six years older than you. I promise you, you'll have this go up and down a hundred thousand more times. <laughs> Just I'm relish sure. in it, just relish in it. Cause it's, it's, it's an important lesson to learn and to relearn. Like you are so beautiful and you are so much more than just your appearance. Um, and, and you're just, you're such an incredible like light inside and out. And I think, um, you know, we don't always see in ourself our best version where we're looking for the more physical pieces of it I think so often as women and you're we're, we just have so much more value than that no definitely I feel like the big switch not only just being more confident in what I look like physically but also kind of not putting an importance on my physicality at all and kind of focusing a lot more on my my mental my emotional health but also like my I don't know how to describe this health as like not physical but like my well-being as far as like eating healthy and like doing what's right for my body. Like as long as I do what's right for my body right now and my body will tell me what I need, like that's that's what's important. Like I don't need to look a certain way as long as my body is like well taken care of, that's what's important. And we had talked about this quickly before we had had started recording, but now that I am like full-fledged into my nursing career, which is unlike any other job I've ever had, it's definitely, and we came from a gym, like it's so high paced and it's mentally taxing with how much you have for a patient load and, and meds and organizing care. It's very, very complex. And I knew from the very beginning, cause I work, um, I work Monday through Thursdays to do four shifts in a row that if I didn't prepare myself for those four days, I would be in that cafeteria getting chicken nuggets and French fries by day two. Like I'm not someone who can pack my lunch at 5 a.m. when I wake up. So I put like a game plan together. I'm like, okay, you need to be that person who meal preps on Sunday. I know you don't think you are that person, but that is what your body needs right now during this, during this job. Um, and it's been really great because I was joking about earlier, I'm like, no one likes a hangry nurse. A hangry nurse does not give good health care and a nurse who doesn't have a good energy. You know, I want to put food in my body that's going to 
be beneficial for me and bring me more energy and keep me on my feet the whole entire eight hour shift, even though I never sit down. Something's going to sustain me. And so I've put a big focus. I've taken the focus off of what my body looks like and what my body needs for me to do the best for my patient. So I think that, like I said earlier, this revelation could not have come at a better time where I'm like, that's not important anymore. Like you can't do your job if you don't take care of yourself. And I think self-care for nursing as a profession is very difficult, but it's something that I'm glad I'm learning as a new nurse because it's definitely tough. Absolutely. I mean, and just to like kind of side note that like, it's totally fine to go to the cafeteria and, you know, sustain yourself with something quick because you're hungry. But if you have, you know, the ability, the financial ability, the, you know, you're educated well enough to know, and the anticipation, you have the time to prepare yourself for the the sustainability that you need, you know, you need energy, you know, you need, you know, physical strength, you know, that you need or want you, you hope to be able to, you know, bring that light that you, that you are, that you bring when you're at your, you know, at your best. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have an opportunity to, to treat yourself with that love, that's what that is, that meal planning, even though it's hard, that's, that's self-love, that's Mm self-care, you know? knowing that your body is going to thank you for this. And when it's not about losing or gaining weight and it's just about caring for yourself, I mean, that's that's when our body responds the best, right? Like when we're treating it with love and kindness. Isn't that when like, you know, our partners respond to us the best when we're treating them with love and kindness? Like <laughs> our bodies are the same. Like they need that. They need that sustenance, but they also need that like little bit of love. I think when you're showing up with just like a slim fast bar and a shake because you're like, I hate you body. I need you to be smaller. Like it's, it's just this like fear mentality, the scarcity mentality that like, I need to be smaller to have this value. And that's just not the case. Like you bring so much value by being who you are, what you are, who, what you look like is such a small minor part of, of who you are and what you are. It's, uh, And it's so unimportant in most professions, honestly. And we just like bypass that in our brains. We're like, oh, I wonder, you know, what I look like in this uniform. I wonder what I looked like doing that weird thing. Like nobody cares. Literally nobody cares as long as you're doing your job and doing it well and doing it professionally to the best of your ability. Like, and, and we have an opportunity to show up that way when we feed ourselves what we need. And if what you need is chicken nuggets, then go for the chicken nuggets. nuggets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I definitely feel as though like meal prepping because I've tried it so many times in the past and I have like failed on day two. And I feel like it's because it, it just seems like this big chore. And I think when I, when I had this big change of it's about looking smaller to it's about feeling my body, it's not a chore anymore, you know? Well, I wish there were sometimes other things I could do with those two hours on Sunday where I'm trying to prep and do everything I can to make sure I'm prepared for the week. Uh, I, I can rationalize this. Okay. But I'm going to do this because it's going to make my week so much easier versus when I was dieting beforehand, I'm like, I'm doing this so I can get skinnier, but then part time, like, I don't care. (laughs) I'm like, I really don't care. Some days, like you'd be so motivated. It's like, okay, well, like starting Monday, I'm going to eat well, I'm going to go to the gym. And then like Monday comes around and you're like, 
not the plan, not the plan for me. And I think, like I said, that, that focus, that shift of doing what's best for my body, not necessarily what's best for my outside appearance has, I've, it's made me more successful in dieting, honestly. So true. Um, I want to, this is like not something that we talked about. So if you don't want to talk about this, that's fine. Um, (laughs) but but I want to talk about, um, if, you know, if you feel like it fits in at all, um, like how kind of your relationship with, with Zach, I almost said Jack with Zach (laughs) coincides with kind of this, this growth that you've had, um, you know, recently and over the last year or so, um, because you guys also met doing like a physical thing like you guys met in like a gym type atmosphere um and so it's it's an interesting kind of again like learning curve that you're on in this journey with him um and I've felt like in my relationship I'm so much more confident and I don't know if this is the case for you but I feel like so much more confident in my skin no matter what I look like even on my worst day because the person that I'm with like gives me, you know, some of the validation that I sometimes can't always give myself. No. Yeah. Zach has been like my absolute rock. I mean, since the relationship, which was always interesting because I joke that I I've never before Zach ever dated anyone who was in better shape than me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And for those who don't know Zach who are listening, uh, my fiance is a martial arts instructor. So he literally works out for a job. So there's, I have no hope of ever being in better shape (laughs) than him. So I had to like kick that uh, ego real quick about the fact that I was like, okay, I'm always going to be a little less better in shape, but he was actually uh, played a huge part in me posting that initial photo because, well, he took it. And like I said, he doesn't usually take photos of me. And he was so, so excited about this. I mean, like more so than I was obviously at the moment, so excited about this photo and how he took it. And he was like, you looked amazing. And he was like, this is such a good photo. And I was like, oh, what? I don't look good. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, you look great. And I think it was just, he was definitely, I think if he hadn't been there, if he wasn't so adamant that like, he only would have taken the photo if he thought I looked beautiful. Like he was like, no, 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 this is awesome. It was just that little bit extra nudge that I needed to actually post it. But it's interesting though, because he is someone who, I mean, through quarantine, they were still like at the gym doing their classes like virtually. So he was still in, staying in his shape versus where I wasn't able to go to the gym. I wasn't working out. So he kind of maintained what he was pre-quarantine and he, he'll ask me to go to the gym now. And if I'm like, Hey, I'm too tired. He's not the type to like be pushy about it. He's not like, Oh, well, like you should go to the gym. But when I do go, when I, when I have the energy and I'm motivated, he is like, he's like beaming ear to ear. He's like, I'm so excited to work out with you. Like, this is going to be great. I love just doing things with you. And I think it's been really good for our, our relationship wise, our health. And the fact that like, we kind of keep each other accountable, but it's not like in a pushy way where I feel like I've dated, like, or I've known guys who are big workout junks and they're like, well, if you don't work out with me, or if you don't go to the gym. I'm not going to work this relationship work. That's my jock voice. I'm Is sorry. That how they sound? <laughs> it's my meathead voice, but, um, but yeah, he's definitely, he's good at towing the line of being accepting, but also being motivating. And I think that's, it's what I need in a relationship. Like I, 
with nursing, I'm like, there are days where I come home and I'm just flat out exhausted. And I'm like, please don't even ask me if I want to go to the gym. Like, cause I don't want to have to tell you, I don't want to go. But at the same time too, when I initiate it, I'm like, Hey, like, do you want to go to the gym? He is like, he'll drop everything. He's like, we get to go to the gym together. Okay. I'll go, I'll go get changed. Oh yeah. It's uh, it's such an incredible difference with like the person who's right for you, you know, just the way that they motivate you, the way that they challenge you in a positive way, the way that, you know, they see the best in you and they allow you to see that that best in you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so often, you know, throughout our twenties, throughout our lives, we date people just because they fit in with our life or we fit in with their life and it's convenient. Um, and we don't necessarily bring out each other's best. Um, and so it's, you know, it's, I haven't, I really don't think that I, funnily enough, because I know you are also very much a relationship person. I didn't actually see you in any relationship before Zach. You really were not dating anyone during, you know, the few years that I knew you before or the year or so that I knew you before Zach. You definitely, it was like, it was my year of single. That's when I, because I had broken up with my ex in April and literally switched to, to momentum in May. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be single for a whole year. I mean, I ended up dating Zach at the end of that year. Right. It was well, like, nine months, I was, yeah, I was like, I am determined. That's right. I do remember that. That's right. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I didn't even see you in any other relationship, but I had seen myself in obviously lots of relationships yeah. and, you know, other women in, in relationships where it just, it was, it was exactly what you're saying with the jock voice, like (laughs) you, you should work out, you should work out, you know, versus like, if you want to, if you have the energy to, this is a thing that we can do together. And I love being here with you. And I love taking pictures of you because you're beautiful. And it's just, it's like out of love. And what a difference that makes for our overall mindset and, you know, our perspective of ourselves. And sometimes we need somebody to kind of shine a light on like what I was saying, you know, all of the, all of the good that we don't always see. No, definitely. I know for me, like my two top love languages are like physical touch and quality time, but that doesn't mean a little bit of word of affirmation here or there doesn't go a long way. Right. Exactly. I know every time I reread that book and every time I think about my love languages, I'm like, you know what? I know this isn't legit, but literally all five of them I need like mm-hmm. minor acts of service and quality time. But like, I also love physical touch. I also love gifts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually had to learn to love gifts, but I do love them now. Um, mm. Yeah. I mean, and Again, it's not to say that you need to be in a relationship in order to feel validated yourself or to feel that you're beautiful, but the right person will help lift those up, lift you up and lift up those feelings. And the wrong person will, I mean, it's a visceral reaction. The wrong person Mm -hmm. will definitely point out the, the negative, you know, and, and isn't going to bring out your best. So it is interesting to kind of see that transition happen, you know, when you're in a healthy and positive relationship. No, definitely. I think one of the biggest things, like my, my little sister, she's one of my biggest role models. And 
you know, she dated boy, like a boy in high school, but then we got to college. I mean, she was an engineering major and she was focused on so many other things. And I think for her, she recently started dating someone and we, we love Nick. Um, and her biggest thing though, was that like, she wanted to be, she's like, I need to be as happy as I can be possible alone. And then I'm going to meet someone and they're only going to make me happier. Oh my God. I thought we we're going to get without the dogs barking. Yeah. <laughs> oh but um, it, when you were talking about though, it reminds me. So I have a poem that's going on the back of our invitations by, I don't know if you've ever heard, she's the author of Milk and Honey, Rupi Kaur, I think is her name. Have you read that book? I have not oh. read the book, but I definitely have heard of the book. I think I follow her on Instagram. Yeah, the book's amazing. So one of the quotes that we have on the back of our invitation says, I don't want to have you to fill the empty parts of me. I want to be filled on my own. I want to be so complete. I could light up a whole city. And then I want to have you because the two of us combined could set it on fire. Got chills. I right, And I, I, every time I read that, I'm like, oh, that's just, and that's the whole freaking reason why I took this like year of single before I met Zach. And I feel like it's the reason why Zach and I work so well is I was like, I just relationship hop, like all through high school, all through college. And I was like, girl, you need to chill. Cause clearly you don't know what you want. Clearly you're unhappy for some reason. And you want a relationship to fill the hole, like focus on yourself. And then once you're like fulfilled, then someone will approach you and you'll know it's right. And so I was like, that's going on the invitation. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, I read somewhere like years ago that, you know, we're not supposed to be a half a person and find our other half. You know, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a really nice sentiment, my other half, but you have to be a whole person. It's supposed to be two whole people in a relationship, two individual people. And- you know, I, I have a lot of thoughts on, you know, healthy codependence and how that is a thing. Um, you know, how being dependent on a person is, is very normal, uh, you know, human evolution. We're supposed to depend on each other. That's why it takes a village, you know, in any relationship and any growth. But I think that when you don't give yourself that time to find yourself and to be happy with yourself as you are by yourself, you lose so much of that opportunity to kind of grow and to, and to figure out what you want. Like you said, um, you know, what, what you want to be yourself, what you want in a partner. Um, it's just such an incredible time to kind of do that introspection. Um, and so I'm, I'm so grateful for it in my own life. Uh, and it's, it's really cool to kind of witness it in others too. No, definitely. And I feel like it's been interesting because I, I have friends who have like, you know, boyfriends and other relationships and we always joke sometimes and like they'll vent to me and like, I just don't talk about Zach, but they're like, yeah, we get it. Zach's perfect. And I was like, well, that's why I'm marrying Zach. Like I'm committing to him forever because I've finally gotten to that place with someone. I was like, if you were to tell me after complaining that you're going to marry that person, I'd be like, we should take a step back for a second. And yet it's hard Getting to tell someone forever that. is no joke. Yeah, exactly. We were, um, Joey and I were in Florida right before the uh, quarantine started in the end of February. Um, and we, there was this woman, oh, I wish I could remember like, <laughs> the bar name, but there was this woman, she is, she's like 
50 something years old, but she is a performer. She's a singer and like guitar player. She's in this like really cool rock band down in Florida. And her name is Twinkle. Oh my gosh. If you ever hear of her, like go see her live because she was freaking awesome. Um, but Joey's parents who like we hang, we love them. I love them so friggin' much. Hmm. Um, but we just like party with them when we hang out with them. So they were <laughs> like, we have to see Twinkle live. She's playing at whatever bar. So we went and saw her at this bar and it was like a packed house. And like, these are like diehard rock and roll fans. And uh, uh, there's like this whole story about her and why she like isn't famous. She like had a record deal, but it like fell through at the last minute or something. But she like, she's awesome and she should be famous. She's freaking awesome. Anyway, we are listening to her, like her live performance. We're like drooling over her. She's so awesome. They do, <laughs> they do like a break, um, an intermission or whatever. And I go to the bathroom um, and I'm like wasted, you know? And yeah, casually. <laughs> I'm casually. One does wasted. in Florida. <laughs> right, exactly. It's Florida. Come on. Um, and I see her in the bathroom. She's in the bathroom. It's like two stalls. You know what I mean? So like, I'm like, what are the chances? <laughs> but I see her in the bathroom and I had just been like compliment there was like another girl in the bathroom and I was like complimenting her shoes and she was like kind of like standoffish and and weird um and and like rude and then Twinkle comes in and I'm like oh my god I love you so much I'm here with my boyfriend and his parents have been talking about you for blah blah blah, blah however long and she I, she was like oh my god you have to tell me when you guys get married and I'm gonna play at your wedding I was like oh my gosh and so I'm I like I'm so excited about it I run out of the bathroom I like tell Joey and his parents she gets back on stage and she dedicates the next song to us stop it was awesome it was like the coolest thing in my life I was like I've been touched by a celebrity <laughs> I like girl so hard on her but anyway the point of this ridiculous story is the song that she sang and dedicated to us was forever is a long long time and <laughs> And so like well, she, foreshadowing. Says, she says that in the dedication and she was like, this is to a young couple I met um, tonight. Cause like right after I came out of the bathroom, she came out of the bathroom and like took a picture with us. And like mm -hmm. we exchanged phone numbers with her so that we could text her when we got Stop. engaged. <gasps> Literally. And we like texted her like the picture. It was like a hilarious thing. Um, but she like tells this like little spiel Um uh, before she sings this song just about how you know when you know you know but also forever is a long time and be prepared for lots of ups and downs and the song was just really cool this is like a really ridiculous story this is very ranty of me um <laughs> no it's fine because I feel like those are the stories that are going to stick with you and like those are the stories that you guys are going to tell your kids later on like I know for us Zach's they do kind of like how how our job did um they do like a big Christmas party. And after dinner, the owner is really good friends with like an up and coming artist. And he always comes and he brings his guitar and he plays music. And you know me, like I'm a dancey movie groovy person. No one, no one who Zach works with, no one who at Zach's work dates, no one's like that. So of course, what do I do is I force Zach to slow dance with me. <laughs> and, and like everyone else is just like drinking their drinks, eating their appetizers. And I'm making Zach like slow dance in the middle of this bar. And 
he was like, I just have to dedicate like my next song to you guys. Obviously there's only like 50 of us, but then he like walks off his little stage and like came over right next to us as we were dancing. And I was like, this is it. I have peaked. <laughs> <laughs> this is the greatest moment of my life. But honestly though, like it's, you know, it's those soft, sweet, beautiful moments that mm -hmm. really are are special you know sometimes it's the really little things the flowers because it's Tuesday you know yeah. one that he picked out of somebody's garden that he found or whatever but like those moments where they really step out of their comfort zone or vice versa you know for for one another when you do things out of love for one another and because you love one another um you know it's 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 really special and it's really special to grow through these these challenging times and these hard things together um and and when you found that right person it, it it is just it is just really beautiful like the little moments all the yeah. moments no definitely and I feel like to tie it back to like what we were talking about earlier like you can't find someone to like fill those holes for you we can't find someone to tell you you're beautiful time and time again like if you don't already believe it like that's not gonna make a successful relationship not only because you still need to work on yourself, but then I feel like it's a little discouraging to your partner if they're like, okay, but I keep telling you you're beautiful and you keep telling me you're not, like, what do you want from me? And so I think it just ties back to this importance of like really being, you don't have to be confident because I feel like the word confident, it's so tough to understand what it really means, but to be comfortable with who you are. I think that's a major step before you decide to intertwine your life with someone else romantically, like a partner. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, it, and it's a step towards falling in love with yourself is just being comfortable with yourself mm -hmm. and accepting yourself. And it, I mean, it's, it's so hard to love yourself and treat yourself with respect if you if you're not comfortable. And so that first step is like accepting it, forgiving yourself, you know, for, for editing the pictures or for starving yourself or for dieting when it didn't feel right for doing those things that negatively impact your overall mental health and wellness. Forgive yourself for that, make peace with it, find the comfort in yourself and in your skin and in what you look like and in who you are as a person, you are so much more than just what you look like, and then, you know, find yourself a little more and then find a partner or never find a partner, you know, because you know. <laughs> once you find love in yourself for yourself, like the other pieces start to fall into place. No, definitely. I always, and my new motto is don't apologize for McDonald's because I know that was like a big thing for me was the guilt after like eating fast food. And now I'm like, you know what, if I've had a long shift and I'm coming home and I have a, I have a decent drive from work. And so I kind of approach dinner time when I'm getting home. You're like, if I'm hungry now and I stop and I get a McDouble, I'm going to eat it. I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm going to move on with my day. Yeah, seriously, like getting past that guilt part and forgiving yourself and just moving on because, yeah, I mean, we can live in regret and remorse, I guess, if you want to, but you're not going to find happiness that way. That's not yeah, where happiness you're, lives. You're not going to strive. You're not going to live your life to the fullest if you're in that negative headspace. 
Totally, totally, totally. All right, Sammy, this was awesome. Thank you so much for talking with me about all of this good stuff. I'm so glad to hear and see, you know, these changes in you. Um, like I said at the beginning, I've always thought you were an incredible, beautiful, you know, motivating, energetic spirit and like a light to this world. You really like light up a room when you walk in. Um, and so it's really profound to see people see that light in themselves when you see it in them, you know? Um, so thank you so much for sharing this part of your journey with us. Um, congratulations on finding a wedding dress. <laughs> um, and I'm so excited to see, you know, you continue to journey through this. Uh, congratulations on starting the full-time job too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'm glad that we were finally able to, you know, schedule and make this work a year later after the first one we recorded. <laughs> we did try this once before. I feel like I'm a little bit more focused on this one. This women's empowerment mini series yes. really, really holds like me our, together. Our first one had a point, but it was also us catching up. I think this one was a little <laughs> bit more focused. <laughs> right, exactly. I was like, I haven't talked to you in a year. Tell me about everything. <laughs> it was just two hours of us catching up. Right, exactly. And lots of dogs barking in the background. Yes, oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, Sammy, I will talk to you soon. Oh, where can people find you? Oh yeah. So, um, I think my main thing, my, my Instagram's public. So if you want to go and go like my body positive photos, um, it is <laughs> underscore Samantha white. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you very soon. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes, or find me on Instagram at Liz without a pillow. If you loved what you listened to or know somebody that would, please share it. Screenshot the episode in the podcast app, share it to your Instagram story and tag me. If you'd like to lend your personal support, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be so grateful. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. See you then.